0: Welcome to the special members-only podcast for February 2006. Today's show, The Hot Wash. Hi, everyone. This is Michael Lozant, and welcome to the February 2006 members-only podcast. In today's show, we're going to talk about the simplest, most elegant tool we know to make something you do at work more efficient and more effective. Now, once we explain it, you'll get it, and you'll be able to do it. It blows away two of our most important tool criteria, effectiveness and efficiency. It works. That is, you'll get notable change out of this tool right away, and that makes it effective. It's also terribly fast, without any fanfare or paperwork or staffing. I know a lot of you will appreciate that. So it makes it efficient as well. We like anything that is both effective and efficient, and this is one of those tools. The tool's nickname is the Hot Wash. The more formal name is running an after-action session. So, without any further delay, let's get right into uh, the Hot Wash tool.
1: So, Mike, let's start out, first of all, by talking about the whole Hot Wash Versus running an after action session, I um, there's a difference. Well, not, not necessarily. I mean, if you say running an after action session, if you think of it as a session, no, there's not a lot of difference. Um, but when if you use the phrase after action people can usually have a many people have a pretty expansive view of what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After action is a really a whole series of things, it's a way to teach people about. It's almost a the American version in an operational sense of kaizen, the Japanese right. constant improvement thing. And it's a uh, we absolutely love after action. The hot wash is really just one part of it. And what we're essentially talking about here today is that one part that if you do this well, you'll get so much value out of this. Yeah, you can do the whole after action, and we're going to have a podcast about that sometime in the future. But this is the crux of it, the nub of it. If you do this well in, in a short period of time, in a half an hour or 45 minutes, you can get 80% of the value out of an entire after action process, project, concept.
0: Yeah, and when you do get to formal after action activities, you're going to be much better at it because you are yeah. going to have your team is going to develop a, yeah. a way of interacting and participating yeah. that we don't see a lot of time. To me – it
1: probably sounds bad to somebody who's a little bit of a purist. And we're not purists. We're realists. And when it comes to management, when it, if you had to say, what is manager tools definition of after action, it would be a hot wash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the difference. This is what managers would use. It's not what a corporate strategy office would do. It's not what HR would say, Hey, we've got a great way to teach you how to do after actions. No, what managers want to know is what can I do right now? What can I tell my people? How can I change things? How can I make things better? The The whole purpose of this is to make things better. Now, Um, I admit that hot wash is catchy, and that's a good thing. If you tell your people, hey, we're going to do a hot wash this time, they'll sit up and take notice. If you tell them we're going to run an after-action session, they're going to go, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, In fact, when we talk about nomenclature, one-on-ones, people dig the title, one-on-ones, that people want to yeah. connect with other people in a one-on-one basis. They like it. They want to connect one-to-one. So that works. Um, I used to like the phrase feedback model. But we have enough feedback now, pardon the pun, about it being impersonal, even though that's the whole value of feedback. Because it's not about the person. It's about their behavior. Um, uh, I- I'm rethinking the whole feedback nomenclature.
0: Yeah, nomenclature is important. Yeah. Yeah, I tried. I tried one time to get my. I had somebody who was trying to do a, a speech, and we did one-on-ones, as you know, all the time. And I and I tried to. Well, you no, know, why don't you just you know think of it as you're just doing a one-to-many. It didn't didn't click. It didn't click. Yeah, no, it didn't work, didn't <laughs> like, yeah. nah, it didn't work yeah. as well. Um, so so so
1: partially, we choose the hot wash to get people excited about it. Um, and it also sends a message that it's relatively painless. When you describe it, they're going to say, oh, I see what you're doing. You're washing it real quickly, real fast, and, and we're done. Um, the hot is, is more about moving quickly rather than the original, the, the origination of, it, of the um, the phrase. Um, I haven't been able to verify it, verify it, but in fact, I believe the word hot wash. The phrase hot wash comes from military people dipping their weapons in a hot, boiling hot water to clean them very, very quickly. You still have to go through and clean with more detail and so on, but it's a great way to quickly start the process of getting a weapon clean. And
0: certainly that was at the army. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a mutual friend Darren who insists that it comes out of the Marines, but uh, we know that not to be true. (laughs) Well, you
1: know, I've made them a statement so many times, I'm sure some of the people who are listening who who know me would say, well, Mark said many times that some of his best times in the military was when he was working with Marines. So, shout out to Darren. If the Marines did it, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, But on the other hand, uh, I I know of people who talk about doing it in Vietnam, so... um, so the key thing is um, we're not going to talk about all of After Actions here. We're only going to talk about Hotwatch, which I see as the managerial tool that you can use almost immediately. And this is, and we are talking about before we started, this is one of our favorite tools.
0: Yeah, people are going to love this yeah, one. It's
1: simple, it's elegant, and, and when we describe it, you'll kind of go, oh, okay, I can do that. And then you'll see the results you get and how fast you get them and how quickly you're able to make decisions because of it. And if you do three or four iterations in a year on a particular project or process or meeting or whatever it is, people will be astounded at the changes. It will feel each time you do it like evolutionary, but at the end of a year or 18 months, something like that, it's going to feel revolutionary, the changes you make over time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, So let's start with the basics. All right. Um, um, And let's, let's be clear about a definition. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to state the definition of a hot wash. This is Mark Horstman's definition of a hot wash. We boiled down all that after action. This is the one thing to do. Hot wash is a process that includes a facilitated meeting using visual record keeping and brainstorming rules. And the purpose is to capture raw data, which you as the manager, you as the team leader, you as the project owner, if you will, will later synthesize into guidance that will make your next effort in this area more successful.
0: Right. Very simple. simple. And born out of what? I mean, one of the things I, I found is that this is born out of the need to, in, in today's fast paced, you know, 100 miles an hour environment, what happens is people rush through a project, they get it done, and. Immediately following that is the next project, and they never take the opportunity to learn from the first project. And this is a very simple, easy, fast way to capture that information. So on the 10th time you're executing a similar type of project, you're – you're not making the same mistakes. Right. I, I even
1: say that when I think about projects, they all feel the same way. And you were in an IT organization, you guys lived and died by projects. Every time I go to an IT organization or engineering organization where projects are the key, as opposed to a process flow organization like an operations, you know, a plant or something like that, um, or a, a warehouse, a distribution center, a Walmart or something like that, the thing that, that astounds me is a similarity of experience where we rush to get started. We don't really take time re-identifying re- key goals and, and responsibilities and roles. We don't spend a little bit extra time getting to know each other. We have a very quick start where people are pushed to do a lot of things and we have some some uh, milestones along the way we meet them. But then there's sort of doldrums in the middle of the project where everybody realizes this is not the most important project. This other project I'm working on that's got 30% of my time allocated to it, that's really hot right now because we're coming up on a deadline or because we're just starting on it. And so in the middle of the project, there's not a whole lot of energy around it and things start stagnating. Everybody says they're green when in fact they're really not. Uh, they say they're amber when in fact they're really red and nobody's willing to. It's like we invent this whole green, amber, red thing and then nobody's willing willing to have the courage to speak truth to power and say, no, we're really red.
0: Oh, I um, know that one organization that was. Yeah, and, then, and, then, no, and
1: then at the end, oh gosh, we got to rush to get the deadline done. Well, if you're rushing to get the deadline done and you know the next project is going to be a rush and you're not going to take time, what's the one thing that's going to get cut out? Any kind of learning process oh, after the fact. What, what I think is unfortunate for managers, Mike, is that the managers end up owning the responsibility. Everybody looks at the managers and say, we'll make it better. But if you don't spend time asking your people capturing what they went through, getting a little bit of input and, and, and essentially making your job synthesizing the input, you're never going to make it any better. And so you do if nothing else, a manager's goal is to improve results over time as uh, some sort of economic measure uh, attached to that and and it's just it, it's sad. And this is so simple uh, one of the reasons we like it so much. you do it a couple of times and you will think, well, it's for people. It's as good as one-on-ones for what for what its purposes. It's not as powerful as one-on-ones. It's not as broad as one-on-ones. But if you use it a couple of times, it will absolutely change your managerial life around project improvement over
0: time. Absolutely, and I hate to mention it now, but one of the things after you've done this for a while, if you really want to have a, a big eye opener, sit through a hot wash, a hot wash two levels down from you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a real eye opener. Uh,
1: um, in fact, when I see hot washes done. Um, a lot of times what I see is um, people pu- champing at the bit to share even more information than the facilitator wants. Sometimes there's a pushback from a top like, well, I don't really want to know what you actually think. Here are these people who went through the process and say hey, if you're going to give us a chance to change it, let's make it better. Yeah. Let's really make it a lot better. And you see this person say, oh, I don't know if I want to write that down. Or, you know, sort of, there's, They're sort of censoring the input. It's like, no, that's not what you want. People who are ready to change, eager to change, Gosh, let them go. You know, yeah. let them run. So
0: this is the simplest way uh, in Stephen Covey's uh, vernacular. This is the simple, the easiest way in an organization to sharpen, sharpen the, the saw. saw. Yeah. Yep,
1: perfect. Um, okay. So basically what we're going to do is show you a great way to get everybody together after you've concluded some sort of work, a project, a process, whatever. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. We're going to get them to talk about it openly. We're going to capture their ideas and we're going to turn those ideas into changes for the next time you engage in a similar effort. We're not going to talk about a revolutionary way to completely change everything in your business. Okay. It'll only become revolutionary over time, which of course defeats the purpose of the definition <laughs> of the word revolutionary. It'll definitely feel evolutionary. Um, The intent is to improve next time on your last time. It reminds me of that great Army Ranger slogan, Mike. Good, better, best. Never let me rest. Until my good is better and my better best. We don't need perfection here. We're not tearing everything down and starting over. We're getting a 5% improvement, maybe even 20% if you're lucky. And the great thing is... If you get 10% every time after doing it five, six, seven times, you're talking about 50, 60, 70% improvement. Significant. Um, all right. So, all, 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 uh, background aside, let's talk about key steps. There are four steps in this process. Phase one is say it. Phase two is see it. Phase three is share it. And phase four is decide it. And that just proves two things. One, phase four is very important and different than the first three. And Mark doesn't like acronyms or things with all S's. Yeah. I don't like that. I think that sends a message that you tried too hard to make it about the model and not about the work. Um, So phase one, very simple. Say it. Um, All all we're telling you here is you should announce what you're going to do when you start a project Um, at the start of a particular process or an event or a meeting or a project or any new effort, gather your team together as virtually as you need to, um, and tell them you're going to do a hot wash at the end of the effort. Okay? Now, I guarantee you some eyebrows are going to go up. Okay? Um, uh, uh, tell them, you, basically, what you want to do is you want to add an extra set of eyes, their own, to their work about this effort. In other words, they're going to have a little one of themselves sitting on their own shoulder, watching themselves work, watching everybody else work, looking for what works and what doesn't work. We're going to look for what goes well, what doesn't work that we need to take a look at next time we're going to do something like this again. Um, Basically, we're going to tell them, we want to ask you to become more aware, to pay more attention to what's happening. It's almost like, yes, you're going to be doing the, the content of the work, but we want you to take a step back every once in a while and ask yourself, how's this process going? Now, if the content's off, we want to talk about that too. Um... What you'll find is having five or ten or fifteen people thinking that way is ten times more powerful than you trying to watch what's happening because you're not actually doing the work.
0: Yeah, and if they're not aware, it's like it's like somebody coming out of a room and say, "Well, how many how many blue things were on the wall?" Well, if they weren't looking for the blue, they're not going to see it. Yep. Now, if you tell them before they walk in, say, "Hey, look for blue stuff." When you stuff. come out, look for blue stuff, and tell me when you come out, they'll they're see everything. Right? Yeah, exactly. exactly.
1: Yeah. And people actually say the first couple of times they go through hot washes, "Oh my gosh." There's some stuff I didn't know we were doing really bad. There's some stuff I thought was really messed up, but actually it was pretty good because I paid attention this time. The great thing about this is subtly you're making people to be much more likely to be better managers when they start paying attention to the work
0: rather than just doing the work. Yeah. Um, Oh, and by the way, so when you tell people you're going to do a hot wash (laughs) after the project, you got to do the hot wash. It might be good to actually (laughs)
1: run the meeting. Yes. the, the, The actual hot wash meeting. Um, and, and tell them at the end, you're going to all get together. We're going to have a quick and simple sharing session. It's maybe 30 minutes to an hour long, depends on the scope of the project you're working on. We're going to have somebody take notes for us. Uh, we're literally going to ask you for what went well and what we need to take a look at. And we want to come back to that, Mike, because that whole what went well and take a look at, um, I have I have some history around that phrase, what went well and take a look at, because there are other ways to do it and they don't work as well as that
0: phrase. Um, we're going to talk about that later,
1: right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, it won't. It won't be detailed. We're not going to ask people to give us to give us uh, a notes or PowerPoint slides. We're not going to ask people to present on it. But it'll be fast. It'll be a little. Fee- it'll feel to some people who are a little bit perfectionist, a little down and dirty. Um, but it will allow us very quickly to get at the big issues and make some better changes. Make some changes to make things
0: better the next time.
1: And in fact, I think um, weren't we planning on posting to the web um,
0: an email? Yeah, we have an invite email we're going to post on the web, so it'll, it'll be very easy for people to communicate what's going to go on with a hot wash.
1: Yeah, so we'll put a sample email text up there that says basically the sample say it text, if you will, team member, uh, on this next blah, 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 we're going to include a step called a hot wash, and we'll walk them through the whole thing. Yeah. We've got that sample text up on the web. Good. Okay. Um So, phase one is just say it. Just tell people we're going to do this. And again, making them aware is going to make them much better at doing the work and at in providing input about how you can improve next time. Phase two is to see it.
0: okay? Right. And if you don't do phase one, phase two it, ain't happening. It ain't happening, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we said. But,
1: but, you know, what's funny about that, that. We say that, and people go, oh, gosh, I really got to get this right. But how hard is phase one? Look, guys, copy the text from the web, <laughs> right. send an email, and right. you're done. Now, it's helped to remind people about it, and we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Um, but it's not as if you have to train people. People are ready to do this. They're ready to think a little bit more deeply about their work, even if they're disaffected a little bit. It's fine. They will absolutely, and some of them will be motivated by, I'm going to catch the boss looking like an idiot. So what? Fine. If you look like an idiot, if somebody thinks you look like an idiot and they share that with you, if nobody else agrees, don't worry. They'll tell you that in the meeting. But if you look like an idiot, you might as well admit it. You know? Um, So, there will be some negative implications to people. They'll think they're going to get a soapbox, and you're going to give them a soapbox. But the fact is, if they're the only one who thinks negative, they're going to figure out very quickly, they're the only one who thinks negative. So there's actually some, yeah, some yeah, team yeah. benefits to this thing that re- you don't really see happening. Yeah, there's some socialization I don't want, that takes yeah, place in uh, yes, these things. And <laughs> I, don't want to, I don't want to ruin the fun, but, but that one person you have on your team who's a, who's a cranky person who doesn't get along with everybody else and is always making trouble? The team will shut them down.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because these these hot washes can be really fun. Yeah, and they get going. I mean, yeah. it's like bam, bam, bam. You, if you're the one writing down,
1: which we'll cover in just a minute, you will be, you will be tired when this meeting is oh, yeah. done. And people will be jazzed. They'll walk right. out of the room jazzed rather than okay, that project's over. Yeah. You know, the, the the guys over in marketing had a big big uh, party about it. And we didn't get to be invited to the party. We're just the guys in the back room okay, we're on to the next project. I know, by the way, it's starting too quickly and we're not going to spend time on roles and responsibilities, so we're going to be behind the power curve in the middle anyway. Yeah. So this is a nice way. I, I know many managers who have used a hot wash and say, okay, now let's celebrate. We captured it. You know, In fact, you don't celebrate before you do the hot wash. You celebrate after because the hot wash is part of that project. Yeah. Because yeah. part of that project is being better for the next time. Okay, so uh, in the see it phase, basically this is you and your team paying attention to the work uh, and everything else that goes along with the, with the work uh, and, and thinking about it a little bit. They don't have to draw any big conclusions while they're thinking about it. They just need to think about it.
0: Yeah, one, um, one point here, and, and you'd have to cover this in the, in the um, beginning of the phase when you announce it, is you may have a project where you're interested in, in very – Particular information, very specific right. information, um, because you're, you have a process improvement project around, you know, quality assurance, for right. example. Right. So there may be you may give a little bit of guidance in the beginning in terms of specific things you want folks to look like.
1: Okay, yes, person. with a caveat though. I, I, I'm going to say, hey, look, we're going to be doing this, and I'd really like us to think clearly about this particular part of it. And they probably will be able to do that, but they'll also learn some other stuff as they go through it. And you don't want to shut them down on that. Right, if you yeah. were to go into the meeting and say, okay, all I want to hear about is this one narrow area. Then that defeats the whole purpose of openness, the, the democratization of this thing. We want it to be open. We want it to be fast. We want it to be loose. Uh, we want it to be fun. there uh, um, there's some teams out there that'll never have fun as <laughs> long as they live. And that's fine. We respect that. Um, but a little bit of energy and and anything you do to tell people no this is the boundaries and be careful and so, so you think in on, general
0: that's a bad idea than what i No described. no I no here's but just the thing. But just if make sure that it's yeah it's if you more tell people
1: up front i want you to look for blue things that are around they'll f- see blue things and blue things that are around right so what you, do, you tell them that up front so they're, they're, they're sensitized to it. They will give you better information about that part of it, but then you don't lock them down to that in the actual session itself, in the hot wash meeting itself. Right, okay. They will naturally right. tend to give you more data about that part of it that you wanted. But 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 if you oh, tell I them, you. I don't want to hear the other part, yeah,
0: so don't, it's not an either or. Don't shut you them know? down say, I don't want to hear about the red square right, things. Right. Exactly, right. right.
1: Now, yeah. If they want to tell you about red squares, you let them talk about red squares. In fact, that fits into what I call the peanut butter rule, which we'll talk about in just a little bit. Um, and you know, I, we were talking about this before the show. Um, a lot of this stuff, people have heard it before. And they've thought about, okay, that's a positive and negative thing, or we want to hear what went good and what didn't do good and so on. Well, things like the peanut butter rule are powerful, and saying it and calling it the peanut butter rule is helpful. Yeah, that's yeah. the kind of detail that I think makes Manager Tools stand out from reading a book, which says, yeah, you should do an after-action report. And the manager goes, yeah, okay, <laughs> what's that? Yeah. How do I? Right, okay. So you're going to say it, then you're going to see it. And, and and by the way, when you're, you are you're not only encouraging other people, hey, You know, every weekly update saying, hey, keep an eye on what's going on. I really want to hear about this when we do the hot wash. And you yourself should be taking notes as well. You're going to be a contributor to the process as well. Okay? So at the the hot wash meeting itself, you're going to have comments to make. And if you're the facilitator, then you're going to write down your own comments. And hopefully you're going to be smart and not all of your comments will make you look good. Right. right. Hopefully you'll find out your... Areas where you could have improved, and you'll put your own self-deprecatory information up there on the board for everybody to see. That is a powerful way to motivate people. It'd yeah, be useful candid. to
0: start that way. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Actually, if the group is ready, if the group is energized and is ready to throw stuff up there, let them throw it up there. And then if you see a momentary lull, say, "Well, I, I got to own up to the fact that I didn't do X well," and the group will, their eyebrows will raise sort yeah. of the group and go, "Whoa, Whoa. this is really—we're not—we're not messing around here. We're being candid." And then somebody will zing somebody else, and who knows, you're off of the races. Um, okay, so we've said it. Now we're seeing it. Now, phase three, this is really the core of this whole process. It's, it's, it's the most fun. It's the thing everybody will remember. It's not the powerful. The fourth step where we decide what we're going to do differently next time, that's what's powerful. Look, if you do the first three steps and nobody changes anything next time, don't waste your time. Right, right. So you've got to do step four, which is decide. But step three, phase three, is the one that really is the thing everybody will remember. And the first time they go to a hot wash meeting and they go through this process, if you do it halfway well and you let it be open, you let it be energetic, it's going to be very, very powerful. Um, it's, it's fun. Um, it's shockingly, surprisingly fun. Um, the idea is simple. You're going to get everybody in one room. Maybe a virtual room. You have to people dial in and so on. And basically, what you do is throw the kitchen sink up on the wall and you share everybody's input about the the the, the process or the project or whatever it is you've been working on. Now, at this point, I want I want to tell a story to give people some sense of where I want them to head, but I don't want to suggest from the story that this is where they should be on their first hot wash. Okay. Um, I had been doing some training for a large client, and uh, one of the things I learned was that they didn't know anything about hot washes. So in addition to delivering the management training I was doing uh, and some sales training as well, I said, you know, you guys really need to learn how to make yourself better. I've been to three of these over the last three years, and they're all exactly the same. And you were repeating the same mistakes. I said, "Yeah, well, we really don't know how. Well, here, just do a hot wash. And you know, it was funny. It was like I felt like I was handing a jelly bean out of my pocket. It was like no big deal (laughs) because I thought everybody knew this. I gave it to them and they went nuts. All of a sudden, everywhere I go, they said, oh, please come to my hot wash. Come to my hot wash. I want you to see what happened. And what was funny was they were trying to make it about me but it was really About their teens Their teens were desperate To share information It was exciting I mean There are people Sitting around in hotel rooms At 2 o'clock in the morning After been through A three day offsite, And they're waiting For the, off, yeah. the hot wash to start And yeah There's been some beer There's been a little bit Of adult beverages And I am telling you These people are on fire They say We're not going to bed Until we get to do our hot wash
0: Oh good one's a blast Yeah, yeah. It's great
1: and, and you can't stop them They just go and go and go Okay So I once watched A friend of mine um, Run one of these As you about 30 staff and, and volunteers as a nonprofit organization, crammed into a, a, a one hotel room. They'd just been through a three-day training conference. There have been over 600 people in this huge hotel ballroom and breakout rooms, a typical three-day conference. This group was crammed into this room, and, and this young lady stood up in front of the room with a marker and a flip chart and wrote nonstop for 45 minutes. Jokes and ribbing flying back and forth, and so on. Um, You know, there were moments when it kind of died for a second, and then somebody would throw something out, or she would add a comment, or whatever else, or a corrective point was brought up. And, you know, everybody knew who owned that particular area that wasn't so good, and there was a little bit of tension. Um, And yet, the idea was let's throw a lot of things out here. Come on, come on, come on. Somebody would throw another comment, and they would get going and get excited. It was scheduled to go about an hour. Um And this was their big annual event, so we figured it would take an hour. But when stuff started getting repeated, and it was midnight or thereabouts and the beer started getting on to people and so on she <laughs> knew she had all the raw data she possibly needed and quite frankly there have been many times where i knew in 10 minutes i got the most important things i was going to need to know and we could make everything we we're going to do next year or next quarter 20 percent better and that's all i needed if i am 20 percent better each quarter man at the end of the year i'm way cool. ahead everybody else um and so after about 45 minutes yeah she had 15 more minutes in the calendar she's okay you know we're done and the group, there were still more ideas. People were like, wait, I didn't get my idea. And they said, well, I'll just add them, add them afterwards. Um, but it, the core of the hot wash, that energy, the enthusiasm of people having a voice to share how their work, the thing that they come, to, come every day, show up to do, can be made better um, with the right group, beer doesn't ruin this thing. Uh, Speed is really good. Even a little bit of rawness, a little bit of roughness to it. Oh, well, we didn't mess, we messed that one up or let's start again here on this particular page. Let's cross that page off and start over again. Um, That's fine. If you try to make this thing pretty, if you put everybody in classroom-style seating with uh, the same distance between them and uncomfortable chairs and you ask for one at a time and nobody talking over anybody else, it's not going to work. It's e- got to be a little bit raw, a little bit unfocused. No
0: raising of hands when they have no. a point, no?
1: <laughs> no. No. It's a little bit – it's more like uh, – what's the – crossfire as opposed <laughs> to a debate. Um, okay. So – um Okay, but again, that's where we want people to end up. We're not suggesting in your first meeting you should have that kind of raw energy with beer. What we do recommend is we're going to schedule a meeting and then you're going to facilitate it following the general rules of brainstorming. Um, and I, we're going to go over brainstorming here for just a little bit in terms of high level, Mike, because I'm amazed at the number of people who don't understand brainstorming. And and the classic word that should never be uttered in a brainstorming session is no. If you have an idea and I would oppose it with my very life, I don't get to disagree with your idea. I just get to put up opposing idea. In other words, I might say, okay, Mike, and I suggest something completely different. I don't say but. I don't say no. I say and. Uh, and, and I hear all the time, I see brainstorming sessions where people are like, no, no, I disagree. What about this? What about that? And then it becomes a date, debate about two right, ideas. Right. That's not brainstorming. Than, no, right. it's not. The brainstorming is about literally anything. And when that brings up the peanut butter rule here in just a minute. Okay. So um, so until you have a few hot washes under your belt, I recommend you schedule just a half an hour. It, it may not be enough for a big project you've worked on. Uh, we don't know how big your project is. Um, But the concept in doing it in half an hour is to avoid having your team run out of energy. If you schedule for an hour and they run out of energy in 45 minutes, you're going to feel a little bit of letdown, and and you don't want that. You want them to be left with a couple of ideas on the tip of their tongue. So if you cut them off at 30 minutes, quite frankly, the chances are 90% that you've got everything you possibly want. And now they're really looking for details that... You can't change everything all at once, get three or four ideas that are big enough to make a big difference, make those changes and say, look, if it's still messed up when we do this again next quarter or next semi annually or next year, we'll make a change then. You could even apply this, Mike, you could even do hot washes about annual reviews. If a company mistakenly does annual reviews at the same time every year, if everybody goes through the annual review process at the same time, you could get, you know, if you're a division director, you could bring everybody in and say, okay, what worked and what didn't work. And you just spend some time doing that and then say, "Look, well, let's change it next year. Here's how we're going to change it. And then you have to make a note to remind everybody as you get ready to gin it up again yeah. in January or December or whatever um, to do it better. Um, okay, so, so basically you want to schedule 30 minutes because if you schedule for an hour and you only run 20 minutes, then you're really in trouble. And it seems like, well, boy, uh, we must not be doing this right if you thought it would take an hour and we're only taking 20 minutes. Um, so you want to avoid that embarrassing ending. Look, there's no way you can accurately predict how long it's going to take. Uh, So you might as well be short rather than over. That's the reason for 30 minutes. Now, uh, I'll give you an example. Every time I do training, at the end of the day, I stand in front of a flip chart. This is an all-day session with 20 or so managers in a training session. Not terribly effective necessarily, but training is one way to get some ideas across. It's not as good as coaching. And I stand up in front of the group, and i got a flip chart, and I divide it in half down the middle, and I do my Tala
0: thing. and What? Whoa, 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 What? I'm sorry. I'm. I'm, I'm are we back? In, are we back in? Are we back in Hawaii? You okay, know? Enough. Enough. Funny guy.
1: Um, I just said Wawatala. There are many people who, who know me who have been, <laughs> I've been what doing this. For years.
0: we know you have a lot of. We yes, have a lot of international of yeah, yes, listeners right. right now. Are having trouble with yeah. um, um Pier so,
1: Giorgio over in Italy is going to be going. What did he just say? Um, uh, what I just said was, well, which stands for WWW, which is what went well. We had what I had what went well before the World Wide web. Um, Oh, I'll write I'll, some letters. I'll Mark Andreessen. Right? Uh, no, 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 not Mark Andreessen. Who's the guy who does the web? Um, who does the web? No, who's the and guy Vin- who invented the web? Um, Vint Cerf. No, not Vint Cerf. No, oh, no I know no. Vint
0: Cerf. I can call Vint no, Cerf. I can't I call can. Mark Andreessen.
1: No, who's <laughs> the guy who, works for us, who he worked for CERN at the time? Oh, uh, Berners-Lee. <laughs> Tim Berners-Lee. Oh, yeah. He's actually the guy who invented the web. Anyway, the, 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 the title for the two parts, <laughs> two kinds of data we're going to ask for is WoWTALA, which is an abbreviation for WWW, What Went Well, and TALA is Take a Look At. Now, here's a here's some background. Here's an important point. If you get up in front of the group and you say, Ozan and Horseman told me to do a, a what went well and what didn't go well, and you put a plus and minus up there, don't mention our names because it doesn't work. I've tried this, folks. It's the reason why I've gone with what went well and take a look at. If you put a plus and a minus, you will get significantly less feedback on the negative side. People will be afraid of saying negatives because negatives has a bad connotation. What we're saying is, hey, what did we like? Well, it went well. And then on the other side, what do we need to take a look at? Not saying it went poorly, just saying we want to take a look at it. Maybe we're going to tweak it 1%. If you put a negative down there, people think that's got to go. That's got to stop. And you're going to see later, we're actually going to ask you when you decide to look at start, stop, and continue. And there's some things you're going to continue that are a little bit off, but you're going to make a small change to it. And that's going to be part of the starting thing. So, Please, use that heading. Use some heading that's soft. My recommendation is if you've got an English-speaking group, what went well, and take a look at. And if you do it often enough, there will be people in your group who call it the Wobatala. And I've got hundreds of managers in corporate America who say, oh, yeah, Tala. Yeah, there's, um, a,
0: there's a little town in Oahu yeah, named there
1: go, <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and just to give you an idea about timing, what went well, and take a look at, at the end of a day-long session with a group of 20 managers I get all the feedback I need in five minutes. Okay. So now a key point I want to make, the moment I say I'm going to split the the flip chart in half and we're going to talk more about visual space here in just a minute, people start saying, okay, which one do I go first? This is not about which one goes first. It's about rapid fire. It's about machine gun fire from the audience. You may get three positives and then a take a look at, and then a what went well, and then two take a look at, and then another take a a look at, and then four more WWWs. Mm. It is absolutely, and there'll be times when they'll say something and you'll have to ask, which side does that go on? That's the beauty of it. They can say anything they want in any order they want. It doesn't matter. You are not trying to force them into a form. The form exists to help you remember which was good and which was maybe something you need to take a look at, but it's not about saying, mm. okay, we're going to do one side. Okay, it went well today. People will run out of ideas in about five minutes. If you let them say what went well and take a look at randomly, whatever comes into their mind, it makes them much more creative.
0: A lot more they feel creative, a yeah. lot
1: more energy. There, there, there's, it's just very, very powerful if you, if you leave it unstructured. Um, so how do, you, how do you capture it? Okay, but- before we do that, one other thing. In terms of timing, that meeting has got to happen as close to the end of the project of the meeting or the event or whatever as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. If you're at an off-site, do not leave that off-site without having – a woa Tala of 20 minutes, a hot wash of 30 minutes or half an hour, 45 minutes, whatever the case might be. Get it done before you leave there. Even if you have to tear those flip charts off and roll them up and take them back down, that's fine. In fact, people will notice those sitting in your office and they'll be a reminder of of the the hot wash, the woa tala experience. Um, so, okay, now your question again was? How do you record? Ah, this is so important. Um, you, you want to use a visual record Please, whatever you do, don't mention our names, don't mention manager tools if you have somebody taking notes. Because somebody taking notes inherently has a sense of distrust that people don't like. They're not sure that that note taker is accurately capturing what they're going to say. What what you do...
0: what do, you, what do you mean not taking notes? I mean, the person on right. the, at, the, right. at the whiteboard I mean is not is taking notes? No,
1: no, no, I'm sorry. The, the, the stenographer, we don't want a stenographer.
0: Okay, okay. In
1: other words, when we say visual record, we mean that what you say, Mike, from the audience, if I'm facilitating, goes up on, a, on the wall somewhere so that everybody in the room can see that I wrote down what you just said gotcha, as faithfully okay. as possible. Now, I might shorten it a little bit as long as everybody agrees, but you're watching me write, and you're going to ensure fidelity of your idea on the wall. And everybody else gets to see your idea, think about it, and five minutes later, if they're still looking at it, come back and add to it or change it in some way. Not change your idea, but it would say something a little bit differently. So the ideal scenario in terms of how to capture is an entire wall covered with flip chart paper Side by side, top to bottom, with, with a line down the middle. One side, one side, what well, well, and what side? Take one side, take a look at. And you might have to run back and forth. Meet the side. Mm. And in fact, the bigger the area, the more you're running back and forth. A little bit of um, Charlie of Chaplin energy, motion, kind of like. Okay, wait, I gotta get over here. I've Gotta get over there. Very powerful. Whereas mm. if you say, "Wait, I'll come. Hold on to that. I'm over here in the pond, the what well, well side, and I don't know. I, you know, keep that thought. And I'll get over there in a second. No." Not going to work. Um, if you have to stay right toward the middle of the line because you're getting back and forth, that's fine. Um, but you, what? And, and it is okay to use a flip chart, but if you flip that flip chart over, anything you wrote just now, particularly as you go fast, you start writing bigger. Most people do. And when you write bigger, you get less on a page. And so you might only have three ideas and you're going to flip it over. So all the, the, the creative juices that happen when I, I'm not contributing right now, but I wanted to look at those notes from before I can't do it because yeah, yeah. they've
0: been flipped over. And it's got immediate. It's got got to be some immediacy to yeah. to the whole thing too.
1: Something else that happens there's a when you actually uh, um, put this on a wall, several sheets of paper together, four or five sheets on each side of the line, if you will, the what went well and take a look at line. Um, you'll find that people will connect things visually, graphically, in a way that you couldn't do it if you were putting in a spreadsheet or putting them in a PowerPoint in a you know right. a half and half thing, a T chart like a Franklin, you know what's good and what's bad when you start writing it, handwriting it as opposed to typing it or somebody writing it down in their notes and having to read it back, there's something visual and powerful about the way the brain processes that information. Something else too, when everybody's looking at the same information, there's a perception that everybody's having the same experience. Privately, they're not. They're thinking about all kinds of different things. But they're all experiencing that wall. And I'll tell you, I know a guy who in his first what went well, take a look at it, went so well, he took a picture, a digital picture of the entire wall now, there were three or four ideas that came out of it, but he framed that thing, and it was like 20 things. And people came back five years later and said, I remember that meeting. I remember that
0: meeting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's
1: just, it, yeah. there's no knowledge in the picture because it's just a graphical representation of all these different markers on the wall, different colors, and half of it's what went well, and half of it's take, take a look at. And people still remember that experience of, and, and to tell you the truth, I think the reason they remember it is because nobody had ever asked them what they thought before about their work. Mm. Scary scary. So very powerful. And and of course that gave them all kinds of energy to make the changes next time they, you know, like, okay we're doing the stuff that we talked about last time. I'm motivated to change this time. Imagine a process that takes 45 minutes or 30 minutes that will cause your people on the next time you do something to say, yeah, I'm motivated to make a change.
0: Yeah. That's That's why we love this thing. So whiteboards won't work then.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. Yeah. Whiteboards. Whiteboards are a natural thing for managers. Oh yeah, Mark, I got this whiteboard that'll print it all out and everything. No. Or, oh, Mark, I, Mark, what I do is I take a digital picture and then I erase it and we start over. No. Yeah, wrong. Yeah. Again, you want the visual, you want the first comment in an ideal world to be visible at the end of the session so they can, they can constantly be adding to their raw material. Um, and look, if you've gotten 50 what went well comments and you've only gotten three take a look at comments, you got to turn to the group that you're facilitating and say, Hey guys, you know, there's some stuff we could do better. Come on. What do we need to take a look at? Come on. I'll start. I got some stuff I could take a look at. I could do better about me and put a few of them down. So so you don't really get that. If you're flipping flip chart paper or if you're writing on a whiteboard and then erasing it, you're not keeping track of where's the waiting. Is it all positive? Is it mostly on the take a look at side? And look, if it's all take a look at, say, wait a minute, time out. There's some stuff. we It worked. We achieved where we were going here. So there's got to be something that's going yeah.
0: well. Yeah, and, and all those things that are up on the board are triggering other Thoughts about other related items. It's kind of like a giant mind map, if you will. Yeah, it is. I mean, it it is. It's it's not visual. You can't see how the connections. You can see all the the connections, connections. but Some people will
1: make different connections than you will, and that's part of the power of the creative process that you're starting. And you mentioned energy. Um, This is not making a somber presentation to the board. This is about a little bit of energy. It's about saying, all right, guys, well, 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 what do we need to take a look at? Go. Tell me something I can write down. And this is where the peanut butter rule comes in place. Um, you're going to tell the group, hey, look, um, we're going to be using a, a form of brainstorming. Um, um, we want to we go over our work on this recent project or event or meeting or whatever uh, and see if we can take a look at making it better next time. Uh, as you can see, based on what I've got set up here on the wall, we're going to visually record this so everybody can see everybody else's comments. Um, fast, when it comes to brainstorming, fast is better. We're not going to judge whether any of your comments is right or wrong. If you want to say it, you can say it. It's fine with me. And if you say it, I'm going to write it down. Whatever you want to throw up here on the wall, we're going to throw it up. If it's chicken soup, if it's spaghetti, why we don't care, we want to hear it. Uh, everybody has equal say. We'll evaluate later what were the preponderance of comments were and whether or not something has value for us changing. If there's a little bit of work and a lot of return or a lot of work and a little bit of return, uh, those kind of decisions we'll make later. Um, we're not here to decide. We're here to throw ideas up on the wall and to see what sticks. Uh, anything goes. I'll write down everything you say to the point of, here's the peanut butter rule. If you shout out peanut butter during this meeting, I'm going to write it down. Okay. If you shout out uh Super Bowl, I'm going to write down Super Bowl. If you write, if you shout out Go Steelers or Go Seahawks, I think that's the that teams in the Super Bowl. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um
1: I'm going to write that down as a way. And of course, for me as a facilitator, I'm sending a message to the group. I care about what you're saying. I'm not here to filter. I'm not being the manager. I'm being a scribe, and I want to. I want them to see me saying that what they say, say has enough value that I'm going to write it down for them. That's They're, the peanut butter they rule. They see me working for them. That's yeah, peanut the peanut butter, butter
0: rule is whatever they say, I'm going to write down. You couldn't come up with something better than peanut butter? Um,
1: uh, you know where the peanut butter rule came from? <laughs> I literally, was the first thing in my mind when somebody said, so how does this work? I said, well, look, if you say peanut butter, I'm going to write it down.
0: And henceforth, it became and the peanut, peanut butter rule. peanut butter rule, yeah.
1: I'm not saying it's right, but it works. What What's that, the a great... Um, uh, the great army rule, army rule number two. If it's stupid but it works, it's not stupid. So that's the peanut butter rule. Um,
0: Feel free to rename it, by the way. <laughs>
1: oh, very cold, Ozan, very cold. Um, ba- basically, so um, uh, I'm going uh, to write down as much as I can, as fast as I can, and the more you say, the more we'll get out of this. Okay, Go. And I'm going to actually stand in front of the group and say, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to raise my eyebrows. I'm going to put my hands out in front of them and say, Okay, guys, go. Just like a start of a race. I want to send them some energy as much as possible. Hands out, hands up, really getting excited about it. And then you're writing as fast as you can. There are going to be times you're going to have to challenge them and say, Come on, come on. It's quiet in here. Somebody give me something. Give me something to work with. Somebody, let me write something down. Okay, I'm going to add something. I'm going to write something down. Tell me what you think about this. I want to write it down. Uh, one of my ideas. And I, I'll have written down on a piece of paper my comments and I'm going to throw them up there judiciously. Um, when I feel like they'll help the group move along, particularly if they're negative to me. Now, it might be that you have a lot of commentary, and you might think there's somebody else in the room that after they've seen me do it once, I want to let them facilitate. Absolutely. Facilitating is hard work in this thing. It's great to have facilitated a couple of meetings on this and then have somebody else do it. Rotate it around. Get everybody in your team comfortable with it. It's a powerful technique that some people can't do real well. Might as well let them practice in front of teammates who care about them and are willing to give them some feedback, saying, hey, nice job. And I can't tell you the number of times that I've gotten feedback. One of the things is great facilitator, not about the training I gave, but about the fact that I'm facilitating <laughs> the, what we will take a look at. They embody the person who's doing it with that. And so it's great to share the spotlight. You know, the old phrase about managers A great manager is not someone who wants to be in the spotlight, but somebody who wants to be the spotlight for people on his team. Okay. Um, all right. Now we come to the fourth phase four. And this is decided, and it's the one that's not starting with an S because it sends a very different message. Up until now, it's been about inclusion. It's about getting ideas. It's about pulling things out of your team and getting as much information as possible out of the process. Um.
0: This happens, this happens in the meeting? No. 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 You know what? I was about
1: ready to, you, you, you- perfect. No. The meeting is about brainstorming. It's about getting ideas on the table. Deciding something and gathering data are two very different steps in the process. You've gathered all your data, and you say to them, hey, listen, thanks. I'm going to take a look at this, see what we can do differently, and then we'll be talking about it.
0: Now, Wait, so, so, so who's going to do the deciding? The manager is. That's your job.
1: This is, let's be clear. No, this isn't a democracy. democracy. <laughs> no, it's not. We don't get to vote? <laughs> no, we don't get to vote. Now, look, quite frankly, if you're smart, it's going to be very obvious where the energy is. And if you're smart, the people who do the work, you're going to take advantage of their votes. If everybody says, yes, if there's one thing we're going to change, let it be that. Okay, change that thing. Don't be dumb. I'm not suggesting that this is a dictatorship where you get to choose whatever oh, you want to choose. The
0: final D, SSSDD is yeah, not for dumb. Just,
1: yeah, <laughs> he's not, nor for a dictator. <laughs> um, it, it, it's funny, but, but this is where you get to be the boss. And sometimes it's good to be the boss. And some, you know, what's the old phrase? It's good to be king um, or queen. Here's what you do. The moment you change that meeting from getting ideas to aggregating and synthesizing, you fundamentally change that meeting. And now people start sharpshooting other people's mm-hmm. ideas. There's negative now we're oh, losing there's winners judgment. and losers. Winners and-, and losers, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's a small pie all of a sudden. Before you're making a big pie, and then you start whittling it down, suddenly you're making the pie smaller and they're gonna be losers. So yeah, yeah. don't do that. Say, look, I appreciate all the input. We'll figure out what we're gonna do and I'll let you know. Now, the smart manager takes it, looks at it, and goes, Okay. Not 10 things I want to do and be different, but three or four. And maybe what you say is there are 10 things we got to do, but we don't have the bandwidth to do all 10 next time we do this. So we're going to choose four of them this time. And if those go, be- go well, then the next six we'll be able to do the next time. Okay? You don't have to do everything all at once. If you force it down people's throats and you make them change too much, They're going to be uncomfortable, and you're going to feel like, boy, maybe I don't want to do change at all, and you can shut them down. So you don't need to do everything they suggest, and it's your job to pick which ones they should do. And obviously you want to pick the ones with the biggest return and the smallest amount of investment, if possible. Um, but, But you're going to aggregate their comments, You're going to synthesize them. You're going to look at them and say, what do I think that means? By the way, Harvard Business Review just put down as their number one business idea for 2005, 2006 is synthesis, managers and leaders being synthesizers of information. And then you're going to have to make a decision. What I recommend is you sort of come up with a draft decision and you go to a couple of people on the team that had a significant impact on the project and you say, hey, look, here's what I'm thinking is coming out of the meeting. We can't do everything. We can't do every possible. We can't keep everything exactly the same and we can't change everything that people suggested in the TALA portion, the take a look at portion. Here are three things I think we should change. What do you think? And maybe they'll all say, yeah, that's good or gosh, I'm surprised number four is not on there, whatever. And you may choose to include their input. After you do that, after you sort of pitch your idea to some people on the team that will have some good insight for you, then you say, okay, guys, listen, I've thought about it. Here's how we're going to do it different next time. And when we roll out this quarterly project or whatever, we're going to remind ourselves of that. Here's how we're going to write the processes differently. Here's who I'm going to sign to do it or I'm going to do it, and then we're going to do it differently. And we'll measure Next time, we'll ask you to not only do this again, we're asking you to pay special attention to those things we changed to see whether or not the change was worthwhile. Hmm. And do, do you it. have a way
0: of categorizing the things that you yes. decide to
1: do come out of this? Yes, there's a simple way to do it. After you've got all this raw data, you make a three-column chart. What do you want to start doing that you're not doing now? What do you want to stop doing? Usually it comes from the TALIS section, but maybe not. And what do you want to continue? Okay, start, stop, and continue. Now, maybe you're going to give three things that you're going to start doing that you haven't done before. And that's it and there's nothing you're going to talk about that's necessarily stop or continue, probably there are going to be some things that are continue. Usually in every project, there's some things we want to continue. And and the reason for that is so often people think of change, and they think every people who are uncomfortable with change, they think everything's going to be thrown up in the air. The fact is Mm -hmm. you never want to throw everything up in the air. You want to keep some bedrock principles and then change a couple of things. So you want to put the continue stuff down so people know that stuff works. Let's not mess with that. Let's not be so interested in changing things that don't work that we end up messing with the things that really do work. So you want to identify both those things. So a start, stop, and continue. Now you can, what What I recommend is you put out a report, start, stop, and continue, and here are the things we're going to choose to work on. You don't have to work on everything in the start menu, everything in the stop mm. menu, everything in the continue menu. Pick a couple of them. Here are the things we're going to start doing next time. There are seven things we want to start, but we can't, we just don't have the bandwidth for that. We're going to choose two. These two things we're going to stop doing to make up for the energy that we need to put into these other two areas we're going to start. That's it. Four phases. Say it, see it, share it, and decide it. And then, of course, repeat the process. And when you say it on step two, on on, on project two, the second time you do this, when you say it, you're going to remind them to pay special attention to those areas that you changed. Cool. And that's it,
0: dude. You rock.
1: And here's the great thing about this: I'm telling you, you will never forget the experience if you really take a risk, For those of you who are perfectionists, for those of you who are rule followers, for those of you who are engineers like Mike and I, if you're not as comfortable with the people piece, if you're not as comfortable, not as comfortable, with a little bit of rawness, a little bit of. Uh, a little bit of, ooh, boy, I'm really not in control here. It's kind of like surfing. You're really not in control. Um, the wave is in control. Um, if you're not comfortable, I encourage you to try this anyway. Give, loosen yourself up a little bit and watch what happens. And the moment you go through one of these things, if you will keep from putting a lid on things and let people bubble up a little bit, you'll never do it any other way. Yeah. And, and you'll get 50 to 80% of the value of an entire after-action system out of just one thirty-minute meeting, and just asking people, "Hey, be aware, pay attention. Let's have a meeting, and then I'll decide what we're going to do differently."
0: Yeah, and don't and don't wait to have a major end of a major project to do one of these. Do one after a do after a, a, a day meeting, meeting or after just staff meeting staff or after. Meeting. You know,
1: just, hey, real quick, guys. Look, you know what? Want to start this meeting? Simple. Let's do a little hot wash at the end. I, I'm gonna. In fact, even better if it's a meeting that's only an hour long. Put a flip chart in the corner that has what went well, and take a look at it with a line down the middle of the flip chart, so people can be thinking about the entire time. A visual reminder: we're going to be coming back to that in the last five minutes of your meeting. In fact, we talk about continuous improvement in our meeting suggestions. Um, you know, get out of jail for free. We, we say, look, you know, what can you do better? So bring it up to the chart. Okay, look at. We just finished the staff meeting. What went well? What was good? What helped you learn? What helped you grow? What helped us get better? Or uh, what helped us get do our job? And what do we need to take a look at that doesn't work as well? Yeah. Am I talking too much? Could be. Um, you know, what was good? Jerry's report was good. Good. Jerry, nice job. Let's write that down. Do that every third or fourth staff meeting. It only takes maybe three or four minutes. And then when you have a big project that lasts a quarter, everybody's comfortable throwing things up there, looking for what sticks, and you're going to get a huge brainstorm of
0: all kinds of great stuff. Yeah, one fun. You want to have more fun? Do one of these after a family vacation with your family sitting around the dinner table. Oh. I, I, it works. Oh, really? They- I,
1: absolutely, it works. Oh. I, I, you know, I've never used this with my family. I ne- not a single time. And, In fact, there are times when my my son. I was just talking to my son Travis today on the phone, and he said. Man, I listened to your podcast, Dad. You're really good.
0: <laughs> I never knew. Yeah. I never knew you knew what well, you were doing. I've been
1: talking about my work, but, yeah, I, yeah. but, but um, I, I hope you listen to this one. I hope he gets a lot out of it. Yeah, yeah. This is great. Good. All right, my thanks, friend. Buddy.
0: Good. Well, that's it, folks. Uh, thanks for joining us today for the February Members Only Podcast. And we'll be back, uh, well, we'll be back this week with our normal weekly show. And next month, we'll be back with another Members Only Podcast that. We uh, hope you continue to find uh, useful and enjoyable. So until then, have a great one. Bye-bye.